welcome back to the Go for Two podcast. I'm Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Patrick. Patrick, mate, I know you've seen the uh, spread, so you might not be doing too well. But uh, how are you after a good Thursday night football? Yeah, good, great game last night. I'm sure you're very pleased with the result. Um, but I would say it's interesting to wake up to analytics versus non-analytics, which I've had enough of already this <laughs> morning. Just reading through that was that has seemed to have gone on from the US throughout the night, doesn't it? Yeah, well, you should have seen it live. I'm sure you can imagine it was just a, just a shit show. So many arguments, people were just going nuts. There was graph, except I'm an analytics person, obviously. So, I, I, But I was reading the arguments being like, this is fine, but do you know what I mean? No one's actually, what's the word? No one's really proving anything to each other because one person just thinks the opposite and the other person thinks the opposite. And the results go against the analytics last night. But obviously the Chargers have won like three games by going for fourth downs in the fourth quarter. So the whole argument I was just reading last night, I had to go off Twitter because I was like, oh my God, the timeline is just filled with that or Herbert and Mahomes chat, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun game. We both picked Chiefs on, uh, on Twitter before the game, minus three. Uh, got there in the end. I was a bit worried when I went to overtime that someone would win by a field goal and we'd uh, end up pushing and both of us losing. But uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey gets it done. What was it 400 yards for Mahomes, 200 yards for Kelsey pretty much, nearly 200 yards for, sorry, 160-odd yards for Tyreek Hill. So fun game for the offence. Chargers were good as well. Um, I wouldn't mind another 10 years of Herbert versus Mahomes, I will say that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you there. That is a great budding divisional rivalry isn't it which I'm sure in the coming years kind of will ebb back and forward as to who's kind of the better quarterback it was I thought the Chargers should have won that game last night like watching it back obviously when you're not watching it live I still didn't know the score but it just felt like the Chargers were going to win all the way through and they just had the chances even though you know the Chiefs offense was great I mean the yards per play was kind of insane wasn't it is it like almost seven and a half but yeah don't know i just felt like the chiefs offense had so many chances to win the game uh charges sorry and yeah just didn't quite happen did it but yeah great rivalry great win for the chiefs though that puts them obviously top of the afc for now before yeah. the patriots play saturday night yeah all chiefs fans are now Colts and Steelers fans for the weekend, basically, because uh, it's the Titans, isn't it? Titans and Patriots that could still yeah. uh, overtake them. Patriots on division, conference record and Titans on, um, well, tiebreaker just between each other. So, yeah, it was a good game. Um, quick words for Parham, uh, the tight end for Chargers, who, I don't know if you saw, well, you would have seen it because you watched the game back, but live, obviously, because you don't have the skipped breaks, the amount of time he was down for that they were trying to help him was was really scary. Uh, it was basically the third or fourth pass of the game after a hell of a special teams play from the Chargers. They were in the red zone. They didn't end up scoring, but uh, I think he was the fourth down throw. Uh, caught the ball. Uh, pretty good play, actually, uh, to get him wide open. And uh, as he fell, he hit his head on the turf as well. So it wasn't even player v player. It was just player v helmet on the turf. And, yeah, there's a lot of bad stories about the Chargers turf, about how hard it is. Um, and I could see that because he was completely sparked, knocked out. So, yeah, let's hope that he gets better soon. Uh, he's in a stable condition, but it was definitely scary to watch. Mate, that was just scary how we ended up, wasn't it? So, yeah, glad he's going to be OK, but it looked awful. Yeah, I don't know what the 
kind of condensed game showed, but live, uh, the crew from Fox kept going back and kept showing. Obviously, you wouldn't have seen it during the game, but even during the game, they'd be like, we have no update on, on Donald Parham. And they'd show him being carried out, shaking on the stretcher. And I'm like, why do you need to keep... I mean, the poor guy is like probably had the worst experience or one of the worst of his life. Obviously, fr- friends, family, teammates, all watching, etc. Fans who obviously care about him as well. And then you're just constantly showing that video. I was just like, oh, I just I didn't want to see it after that. I wanted to know if he was okay, and then kind of let him just get better. I didn't want to watch that. So I did find it weird that Fox were just constantly going back to that video almost four or five times throughout the second half. Yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? it kind of puts. Um... Joe Buck and Troy Aikman under a lot of kind of scrutiny as well because obviously it's not their choice to show it, is it? It's your producer no. or whatever. So it's yeah, yeah, I agree actually because the first time they showed the video, obviously his arms are completely shaking. It's terrible to watch, and Joe Buck that has to be like he literally uses the phrase "I'm not a doctor, but" and if you use that phrase, you're not going to say something as a football commentator is going to come across well. And he was saying how cold it is down on the field. And they might be shivering because of the temperature and like all the neurologic, like all the doctors and neuroscientists on Twitter were just like, please don't show like Jeremy, don't make your commentators have to talk about that because he's clearly wrong. But he doesn't want to say that someone's shaking because they've got a concussion because it just seems horrible to talk about. But the producer, like you said, constantly putting him kind of under the bus there, making them watch it. So, yeah, I did think that was a bit of a strange one. But um, I will just add, I find it amazing that in any sport, but a sport like this with so much kind of head collision and aggression and trauma, that the players could just then carry on. Do you know what I mean? The Chiefs then had the ball, went on a whole scoring drive, drive after charge, went in the whole field and scored on a scoring drive as well. So I do find it amazing that the players can almost put it to the back of their head. I just, I, I couldn't do that, I don't think, if I was a, an athlete. Yeah, it's kind of mind-blowing really isn't it because it's one of your work colleagues at the end of the day yeah exactly yeah friends probably in some of them do you know what I mean college football you come up in the youth ranks together and yeah but uh, let's hope uh, let's hope he's okay um the, the game was very good after that and the, the fans there the stadium was absolutely crazy it's the loudest I've ever heard that stadium and it was a little bit more Chargers fans than normal so I do think that Maybe the rivalry might mean something in the uh, in the AFC West, but that was last night's game. Let's uh, move to Sunday. There's some terrible spreads here, mate. You've seen them now in advance. Uh, probably going to be one of the hardest weeks yet, I think. Uh, and in terms of the line moves, there's four games that have moved to six points, all due to the COVID news, obviously, which I think is pretty crazy. Yeah, and I mean, the problem is as well, we don't know what's going to happen this weekend. <laughs> no, t- today and tomorrow, yeah. So I'd be confident if the games were kicking off in about 30 minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd be confident. Well, I might be. With your record, I'm not sure, but you might be. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I have blind confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the current scores and thoughts is 118 to 100. So you're 18 points down. So you need a, need a big week here. Uh, let's start it off with Saturday Night Football, which unfortunately you've said is not your favourite. However, we've got two pretty good games. We've got Raiders at Browns. Um, the Raiders are favoured by three and a half points. The Browns were favoured by six. So that does show you the position we're in. Uh, these lines were taken this morning as well. So these are these are up-to-date lines. The Browns are going to be starting Nick Mullins at quarterback, probably, most likely, because uh, Baker's probably not going to test negative by the time the game kicks off. So, that does put a little bit of a stinker on the game overall. Um, but still, they're a run-first team. They're a team that needs to win the game. And the Raiders kind of are done now for the season. But it just wouldn't shock me if the Raiders come out on offence and put some points up in this game. Yeah, mate, these are such crazy scenarios that you're wheeling out kind of Nick Mullins in <laughs> in what you would say is kind of 
do or die for Cleveland. If you lose, you go back to 500 and it's going to certainly be, I'd imagine, well, one of the teams has to go above them because the Broncos and the Bengals are playing each other. So <laughs> so even even if it was a tie, so it's whatever happens there, the Browns are going to suffer with a loss. And it's just crazy that you're wheeling out kind of Nick Mullins in it and whatever else is happening. It's kind of unprecedented. I don't remember it being this bad last season. I know it was no. bad at times, wasn't it? But this is like true crunch time now. Yeah, I remember last time, last year we had obviously the Broncos lose all their quarterbacks and the Browns lose all their wide receivers. But yeah, this, uh, between the Browns and Rams and football team, we'll talk about later, The uh, those three teams, yeah, the numbers are absolutely crazy. I will add, though, this is th- four outbreaks now for Cleveland, where they've had 15, no, 12-plus positive tests. So I do wonder how big, do you know what I mean? Just simply, like, a simple question, like, how big is your training facility? Do you know what I mean? Are you able to actually kind of socially distance? Because it would, does seem odd that they're the only team that have had four outbreaks and they've been three of the worst five outbreaks that anyone's had. So, yeah, I do find yeah, that it's, it's a bit of a strange one. But, yeah, quarterback, quarterback's a big issue. Case Keenum tested positive yesterday, so he was the backup. So, Nick Mullins comes in. Uh, Raiders are going to be without Darren Waller just through injury, it looks like. But they have only got one, I think, positive COVID test. Um, so, a backup defensive lineman. So, they're kind of relatively unscathed. So, they're going at it quite healthily. Uh, absolutely huge game. Loads of people are going to be watching on Saturday night. My pick, uh, I think it was, like I said, Browns minus six. So I probably would have picked the Raiders plus six in that sense. But I'm now going to pick Raiders minus three and a half. Uh, I wish it was three, just because the Raiders are the Raiders. They'll probably do something ridiculous. And Nick Chubb will probably have like 200 yards rushing. But uh, I'm going to say the Raiders win the game and they win the game by a touchdown. So I'm going to go Raiders minus three and a half. Yeah, I have to agree with you there and go for that. Just because I know that they run first team, but at some point, it's going to come to Mullins, has to make some plays. I'm just <laughs> not confident that it can, so I'm going to have to go Raiders. Mullins has a crazily high uh, record in uh, in games in the NFL, basically due to Carl Shanahan. I think him and Mahomes have got like, the two best first 20 games in terms of passing touchdowns ever or something I read yesterday. But uh, a lot of that is because of uh, Carl Shanahan. Wasn't Mullins on the Eagles or was that last year? Yeah, he was on the Eagles as well. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. Bit of Early, a, earlier this season, uh, yeah, because they only signed him in the week, like two weeks ago, and they activated him from the practice squad on on, on Wednesday. So, yeah, he's hardly practiced, but we'll, we'll see. I think it, the Raiders could could potentially slaughter them, which is not good for the Browns. It's never nice to lose when you're losing because of COVID. I think that's going to be a bit of pill to swallow for for anyone this weekend. Uh, second game then, not many COVID issues with these two teams. I think again, only one, which is nice. Uh, Pats at Colts. Colts are favoured by two and a half. Uh, they did open minus one favourite, but a lot of people are obviously betting the Colts. What was your opinion when you saw the line? Because I know obviously you're a fan of both of these two teams and, and how they play and, and rush the ball. Did you think it would be a little bit closer? Or I know a couple of people were surprised Patriots weren't favoured when I listened to their podcast. And, and that would be my point of view. That has surprised me and kind of makes my decision on the spread easy. I'm definitely going to go the Patriots, but this is a great game. As in looking down the slate, I think this is my favourite game of the weekend. I think a lot hinges on this. But if the Patriots win, obviously they go back to the top of the AFC and then the Colts are in a real tricky spot then, depending on kind of what else happens so 
yeah, just a great game all round. Like I think this is going to be like you know, seventy run plays in the total. <laughs> I'm going to be absolutely buzzing. Although I won't be watching this live, I must say. But I'll kind of watch it Sunday morning. But yeah, great game all round. The Colts have a tricky couple of. Obviously, they've got New England this week, but then they're at Arizona. I think that's late Christmas Day, and then home to the Raiders and then at the Jags. So this is it's almost like a must-have game. You don't want to be slipping out because I imagine if they lose this game, they will be they'll most likely slip out of the playoffs. And it's just not where you want to be with kind of three games to go, is it? But no, it's not. It's a it's a quite important game for both for different reasons because I think the Pats pretty much know we're going to talk about them later. The Bills are going to win this weekend most likely. I know that you can't say that for sure in the NFL, but most likely. So I think if the Pats lose, obviously it opens the door a little bit back for the Bills before they play each other again. Because if they win, they have such a good lead that it helps them. And the Colts obviously need to win just to keep up with the wild card spots because uh, I think that their divisional chances are obviously gone. So, yeah, it's one of the biggest games of the season. I love the fact they flex it to the late game. I'm probably going to try and stay up and watch it, I think, as you're stumbling back in from a night out when the second half starts or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, to be honest with you, I might get lucky and uh, be OK and, what, and actually watch it live uh, for once at about half one. But, um, yeah, great game. I just, just look at the table. I mean, you look at the pack schedule. Apart from this, they've got the Bills and then I think they've got the Jags as well. Yeah, they have, haven't they? Yeah, the Jags and then Miami, the last game of the season. So I would say with a win, that they'd probably wrap this wrap the division up, even though obviously it's not a divisional matchup. It just feels impossible then for Buffalo to get back. So, oh, mate, you won't want to be going to New England <laughs> in January, would you, for the playoffs? <sighs> No, I don't think you would, to be honest. Um, I, just, I just got, I think I've got a feeling it's going to be Chiefs Pats at some point in the playoffs. That's just my personal view. So that's going to be very annoying. Uh, but I don't think I'd want the Colts to come into my place either in, in January either. So it's quite, it's a similar tape for both teams. They're very similar teams, aren't they? Good defensive lines, really good coordinators, really good run games, quarterbacks that have played pretty well this season, but they don't rely on them as much as other teams do. So they're very similar teams. They're almost identical teams, but. Uh, one has got a better quarterback and probably a better offensive coordinator. Uh, I've gone for the Colts minus two and a half. Wow. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I want the Colts to win <laughs> for personal reasons. So I'm going to pick the Colts as well to go all in on them. And I just think it's going to be a field goal game. And I'll say that they win by a field goal rather than lose by a field goal. I think. Nice. That's our first difference then of the week. Um. Sunday, 6 p.m. We'll start with the. Uh, let's start with your team. I was going to leave them to the last. We'll start with your team. Washington football team at the Eagles. Uh, the line here has very much annoyed and shocked you when I sent it to you. It's Eagles minus 10. It was Eagles minus 3, but Washington have got the well, second worst now. Second worst COVID situation, even worse than the Browns. Uh, they're missing their whole defensive line pretty much. Uh, I think they've got 24 players on the COVID reserve list at the moment. So that's kind of why the line's changed so much. But as an Eagles fan, can you take the Eagles minus 10? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, when I saw it earlier, I was like, oh, my God. I don't even, obviously, like the spread or whatever. I don't care about Washington's 
COVID issues. I just want to win this game, and the fact that it's minus ten as well on this spread make I, I'm not. I don't think I can take the Eagles on this spread. I would. I would take a one point win at this stage of the season. I really don't care how it comes about. But who's going to be a quarterback for Washington? What's the situation with Heineke? Heineke's not in COVID protocol, is he? But uh, I know he obviously got an injury. Kyle Allen is in the COVID protocol. So it won't be Kyle Allen, who was the backup on Sunday. So I assume they're going to want Heineke to play if he can. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm going to go out. Yeah, yeah Heineke good. said yesterday he, the elbow feels better today. So he's hoping to play. Right, I'll take Washington in... Uh in this for the spread but the Eagles have to win this game I said I texted you earlier before I went online I said if the Eagles don't win this I am finished for the season that is me (laughs) (laughs) I'll be picking a new team for for January and that'll be it because that'll just be a disgrace and so it feels would feel so Eagles like but Eagles like of the last couple of years you know what I mean overall through my like life as an Eagles fan, we've been pretty good, but last couple of years it's been a bit nice, and it just feels like a game that we're going to make hard work of. Especially if te- uh, Heineke was absolutely awful last week, and I know if he's healthy, he's going to come in and throw for like four hundred and fifty yards. Do you know what I mean? To to <laughs> anyone, yeah, it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, they've only got like three receivers as well at the moment. Uh, yeah, I think with all their COVID, not injuries, but obviously COVID news, I can't, yeah, I can't pick Washington. So I'm going to go Eagles minus 10. Uh, I think that the most elite kind of area of any of these teams is the Eagles offensive line. So I'm going to trust that the Eagles offensive line gets a banged up or maybe non-existent defensive line, uh, that they'll be able to score enough points, run the ball pretty well and kind of win the game. I think running the ball so much will limit the scoring, which is not great for minus 10, but I'm just going to hope that, that Washington have such a poor day on defence that the Eagles win and win pretty well. We don't even know who's starting a quarterback, do we, for Philadelphia? It's still up in the air, I believe. Yeah, it's still up in the air. Hurts was limited this week during practice, so we'll kind of, maybe over the weekend, but we'll, we'll know before the game time decision. But yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah, if it's Minshew game time, I feel better than Hurts. No offence, I feel way better. With uh, I don't think he'll throw anywhere near as uh, more risky interceptions and stuff. But Hurts on the ground against a bad D-line will be will be good as well. But yeah, I'm hoping for some more Minshew mania for the Eagles and hopefully see him and his dad going absolutely nuts together after the game. That'll be, uh, that'll be a highlight. Uh, next game then, another big spread. We've got Panthers at Bills. Bills favoured by 11.5. Again, two teams, thankfully, that aren't as affected by COVID, like we said with the Pats and Colts. So should be a pretty fair game. I think McCaffrey's the only one on the list, but he was also injured anyway. So wasn't really going to make an impact on the game. Uh, I would have liked this spread to be minus 10, to be honest, mate. But I wasn't shocked that it was 11.5. This is a big spread, isn't it? Very. This is kind of like a Jets spread you would say something like that isn't it it's minus yeah. and a half it's yeah it's pretty big but the Pampers have not looked good have they in the last kind of month or so so no well what was it I said the stat last time didn't I is that 12 losses in a row now for Cam Newton in the Panthers jersey so yeah is he starting this week have we seen anything but oh. yeah apparently him and PJ Walker will both play 
Oh, God. <laughs> so we're going to be rotating, which I You already know my feelings yeah. on that from last week, but my God. No, do you know what? I'm going to take... I'll take the Bills. I can see this game being quite close and then, you know, where you regret your spread picks, but I think the Bills will kind of pull away late. The Panthers, I don't think Matt Rule is safe at all. No, neither do I. No, I think firing your offensive coordinator is a very slightly desperate move, isn't it? So maybe I think he knows he might be on the highly, chopping block. Highly regarded yeah. coordinator as well. True. And I know there's some talk now that maybe he did it this early to try and help him get a job in college. But let's not act like all the college main jobs hadn't already gone. So, yeah, you might have helped him get an OC job, but I'm sure he'd rather be an OC in the NFL than an OC in college, even if that's another team. So, yeah, I'm not quite You're sure about that. You absolutely do not sack anyone in any job for their benefit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you're Matt Rule, you can't be that. Do you know what I mean? This is not a friend. This is not like Andy Reid, who maybe you've worked with someone for 20 years and you want to do him a favour. This is Matt Rule trying to win a game of football for once. But yeah, not not good. I'm going with the Bills as well. I think uh, Josh Allen, his foot's obviously injured. And I could see this being a game where maybe he only plays three quarters and they've got a big enough lead that he comes out. And then we have to hope that big Mitch Trubisky doesn't... Uh, throw two picks and, and ruin the spread. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills. I think they'll score too many points in the, the middle of the game. Uh, arguably, the new Cam Newton and Josh Allen versus the old Cam Newton because their running style, very similar, even if one throws the ball a lot better than the other. But, um, yeah, I'm not having the two-quarterback system. <laughs> I'm similar to you with that. I, just, I don't think it's ever worked. So I don't think it's going to work for Matt Rule and his childhood friend, who is now the offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, next game, another huge spread. Cardinals at Lions. This one didn't shock me, to be honest, just with the Lions been having these sort of spreads all year, and the Cardinals as well, actually. Cardinals are favoured by 12 points. It is on the road, which is a lot for a road team. Uh, I think during the Patriots dynasty and the Chiefs, when they were killing teams, they both only had one, oh no, sorry, two in the last five years games that were over 12 points. So 12 points on the on the road. So 12 points on the road is a lot. However, the Lions, not great on offense, and the Cardinals are going to be desperate to win this game after losing the one seed the other week. So I do think, in terms of my pick, I'm just going to go straight out and say Cardinals minus 12. Uh, Hopkins, obviously, missing for the season or regular season, which sucks, but I still think Kyler Murray's got enough, especially on the ground game, to be able to beat the Lions. And uh, Dan Campbell loves to cover, but I just think the Cardinals are going to be so angry after losing last week that they're going to get it done. Yeah, it's a blow losing Hopkins for the regular season. They're kind of saying he should be okay for the playoffs, aren't they? But yeah. You'd imagine AJ Green, Kirk, Zach Ertz, Rondell Moore and James Conner on the ground should be enough to especially win the game and to cover this. I'm definitely going to go Arizona. But yeah, this is a... I know it looks like nothing on paper, but hey, Arizona got to win this game. You can't be any nasty surprises because now they've lost that game to the Rams. They've got like a well, it's a one-game lead over them, isn't it? Now yeah. all of a sudden they're the third seed and not the first, <laughs> which they've been all season. So, and they'd be looking at San Francisco today versus kind of either a bye or playing the Washington football team as it stands. So it's a big difference, isn't it? That was a huge loss. Can't suffer any kind of more surprises now. No, that is you're right. That is, that is a huge loss, and this is the exact sort of game that you, Germany, you, like you said, you just can't be losing, can you? No, not at all. Especially with obviously they've got Indianapolis and Dallas coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So it's just a must-have. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Zach Ertz, by the way, 
Obviously, someone you know extremely well. I think he's played pretty well for this team. I think he adds a nice option for them in the playoffs. I like the fact you can have a tight end you can go to on third down. Not a lot of teams have an actual reliable one, but I think he gives them a good option. Yeah. Sometimes, halfway when you get a trade halfway through the season, I know it's not worked with the Eagles a few times, and we've kind of got like Golden Tate, and but he's Zach Ertz has fit in like seamless, hasn't he? So yeah, it's a great option for them going forward. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, cool. Next game then, um, we're going to go with Texans at Jags. Oh, so, trash bowl. Trash bowl. We've got a little bit better with. Uh, the firing of Evan Meyer, and we haven't spoke about that. But um, before we talk about the game, absolutely no shocks. I already know your views from talking to you off air, but just get your view on here. Absolutely no shocks and great decision from the Jags. Yeah, I mean, when you look back, could they have done it in kind of October when all that rubbish came out of the kind of the dancer in, in his own bar <laughs> or whatever? It's like you might have been better off doing it then because it was over then, wasn't it? We all knew, didn't we, that it was it was never going to continue for another season. The only way that that would continue for another season is if they just started winning every game. And that was not possible with the depleted roster that they've got talent-wise. So, good decision to get rid of him. I'm not sure what they were thinking in the first place, which what would worry me the most is the decision-makers chose... Urban Meyer in the first place above, you know, like B enemy or Robert Salas or was in for that job as well, wasn't he? So, yeah, but they've righted the wrong and then they're just going to have to see what they can do next season. I mean, they've got the Texans and the Jets the next two games. They can add a couple of potential wins on here, can't they? Oh, yeah, I think they're... Uh... They could, what the guy said in interview yesterday to um, Bevel, he said, oh, in the next two weeks, you could uh, have the same amount of wins as a head coach as Urban Meyer, or something like that. And I just <laughs> laughed and could like, even the press absolutely hated Urban Meyer, which I found quite funny. Um, but yeah, in terms of this game, Trevor Lawrence being the more dominant quarterback, I think is pretty key. It looks like Davis Mills is going to start. And like I said, the spread is Jags minus five. Uh, it was minus three and a half. Uh, when Urban was the coach. So he's so bad that they became higher favourites after he got sacked, which is not a good thing for a football coach. What are your thoughts on this one? Are you going to lean the better quarterback like I am, or are you going to take the points? No, I think I'm going to lean Jags just because I imagine that James Robinson will go more than four yards this week, as opposed to his game against the Titans last week. So what was it you said to me? They had seven carries for six yards. <laughs> like that, yeah. I imagine that may go up this week. So actually, I am going to... And I know Trevor, his stat line is not zero touchdowns or four interceptions this week. <laughs> so that's yeah. just making me sad overall. But yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll go the Jags. It's always one of those typical bounce-back games, isn't it, where you think everything's OK again. And then you get smashed by the Jets next week but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I agree yeah, I'm going to go Jags as well I think Trevor Lawrence is too good um, Davis Mills has been pretty terrible in the last three games he had one good game in the last three games he started slash played he's been pretty poor so if it was Tyrod Taylor I'd probably take the plus five but I think with Davis Mills I'm going to take minus five for the Jags I think loser of this one you'd imagine wraps up the second seed as well second pick yeah second pick sorry yeah 
second seed. That was a great <laughs> season for these two teams. Maybe 10 years' time for the Jags when Trevor Lawrence is uh, MVP. But we'll see. Uh, next game then. Not a, not a great game for me. I'm not a huge fan of one of the offences. Uh, Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins are favoured at home by 10. Wow. Uh, which is a lot. I think a lot of that is the winning streak. Uh, obviously, Zach Wilson has struggled with throwing a lot of interceptions. He's the most sacked quarterback in the league in terms of uh, per snap basis and per throw as well, actually. Um, so I do think a lot of it is on the last couple of weeks, but I was surprised it was as high as 10. I won't lie. I did think this was going to be more like a plus eight for the Jets. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I think, I think it's got to be how bad the Jets were last week against the Saints to get, I mean, lose by 21 at home when New Orleans have been, what they lost their, their own five-game losing streak before that, didn't they? Yeah. Jets, yeah, just didn't look good. I am going to take, I'm going to go straight off the bat, I'm going to take Miami on the point. I just think they're far superior team and yeah, riding this hot streak, could there be an improbable playoff run? It seems absolutely crazy, mm-hmm. but Win this week, back to 500, giving yourself a chance with the, at the Saints, at the Titans, and then the Patriots to finish up the season. That is, we've got a chance. There's some story. Yeah, I, I find that last game of the season interesting. It could be Dolphins need a win to get in the playoffs, Patriots need a win for the one seed. And what was it when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? Patriots were due to be the two seed, and then the three-win Dolphin team went into Foxborough with uh, Brian Flores, beat them. The Chiefs won against the Chargers, ended up with the two seed and won the Super Bowl. And the Patriots lost in the first round of the playoff, and that was uh, the first year, wasn't it? So this is the, the second time they put them in the last game of the season. So I think I think that game might mean something. But in terms of this game, uh, I'm going to give us our third difference of the week. I'm going to go Jets plus 10. I picked the Jets four of the last seven weeks, which is just not. That doesn't say a lot about your record, mate. If I'm if I'm picking the Jets, four you can out of seven. One of us is not a betting man. Do not. If, well, if I'm picking the if I'm picking the Jets, I should definitely be losing. So <laughs> that's that's how their season's gone. But I'll go Jets plus ten. Try and believe in Zach Wilson. I won't say the same line I say every week because I say that I think he's better than he's playing, etc. But yeah, I think they can put up enough points on offense. Uh, as long as their COVID situation remains calm and, and they can do it. But um, yeah, I think the Dolphins will, will win the game. Uh, next game then, another uh, NFC East matchup. We've got the Giants, well, sorry, Cowboys at the Giants. Cowboys are favoured on the road, 11 points, so very similar to the Cardinals. Uh, they are also another team, pretty clear of COVID. I know the Giants have got a couple of issues, um, but the Cowboys have got their injuries. I know both their running backs are pretty banged up. Uh, Mari Cooper didn't practice, uh, or not for the whole week anyway, but, but that's pretty common for him with his history of hamstring injuries. So, yeah, the offence is a little bit banged up. Defence not too bad, but yeah, I, I don't know if I was surprised about this, but these games often finish closer than you think. However, early in the season, the Cowboys did blow the Giants out, so I do wonder if that matchup early in the season's had an impact on this spread. Yeah, I agree with you there. And what I would say is, I mean, there must be a producer at Sky that's in floods of tears because this is the first time I can ever remember that Cowboys and Giants are not on Sky when they're playing each other. <laughs> and like years... It's always on twice a season. And, uh, and they've had two choices, didn't they? Because they did pick Washington at Eagles first. Then they moved that game because of the COVID yeah. issues. And they picked, was it Titans-Steelers? Is that right? Mm. Yeah, Titans-Steelers on at 6pm. So this is that shows you how bad that the Giants must be this year. That uh, <laughs> Even Sky are not putting them on. But 
I don't know if I can take Mike Glennon with any sprint. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't. Uh, Dan, yeah, Dan Jones is going to miss this game, basically, uh, still. They might not play all season. They haven't said that out loud, but some of the answers are a bit wishy-washy. So, yeah, I think the run game is very inconsistent, and it's Mike Glennon. And I think the Cowboys' offense has been average for the last few weeks, and I think they should be better in this game. But even if they're not, I do fancy the defense to get some turnovers off Glennon. Michael Parsons is going to be absolutely smashing him into the ground. So I'm going to go Cowboys minus 11. Yeah, I'm going to join you on that, yeah. Nice. Uh, final game then, 6pm slate. It is that Sky game we just spoke about. Very big playoff implications here for both these teams. Titans at Steelers. Uh, this line's been moving around a bit, not because of COVID, but just because people betting this game so much. Uh, Steelers are now favoured by one and a half at home. Uh, originally it was Titans by one then Steelers by two and now it's all the way back down to Steelers minus one and a half so it'll probably finish around Steelers one and a half uh, I don't know if I was surprised about the line because the Titans are still dealing with injuries but yeah the Steelers offense has not given me much confidence and then the rush defense against the Vikings was terrible so I think this is one of the harder games of the week to call in terms of how even the flow of the game is going to go like I know which team I prefer so I'm going to go with them but I do think the whole, how this game's going to pan out, I could see four or five different ways that someone wins this game, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you there. Because my immediate thought was low-scoring, grind-it-out game. But if you said to me it finished 37-35, I could see that as well in a complete shootout. Yeah, I don't know. Tennessee are just still hanging around in that third seed. And just looking at Pittsburgh... In the eleventh seed at the moment, that obviously I said it last week. That Lions tie looks like the worst result of the season, apart from the Bills losing to the Jags. So oh, it's man. a big game in it for the Steelers as well, because the Browns COVID issues, and they are underdogs in their game, rightfully so. Ravens uh, have a QB issue, and they're also playing an incredible team, so they're underdogs in their game. So if you go by the betting markets, which is obviously trying to tell you who they think should win, those teams should both lose. I know we'll talk about the Bengals in a minute, but the Steelers have got a chance of going to 7-6 and 1 here. Uh, and I think if the Ravens lost, yeah, they would, and depends on the Bengals, they'd be, they could be second in the division, couldn't they, come the end of the day? So this is a pretty yeah, big game probably, for them. This is probably, this and uh, the Pats and Colts are the biggest kind of games of the weekend. Because actually, when you look at it, the Steelers lose and you can forget it, I think. After that, they'd be going down to six, seven, and one. I really don't know who I prefer. I'm going to go with the Steelers' offense gets it done somehow, some way. I'm going to go Steelers minus 1.5. Some big Ben throwing it down the field bomb. Um, If he throws the ball 65 times, then I'm going to regret that. Do you know, since week six, he has been the fourth best quarterback in fantasy football. Wow. I don't know. Not bad. He's only thrown one interception since week four as well. So he is... Oh, no, two now. So. He's so back. He, He's coming to Arrowhead next week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben's alive. Zombie <laughs> zombie Big Ben is alive. I love it. Uh, I'm going to go Titans just because I'm just going to take the points. Like, would, it, would a Steelers win by one point shock me? Some terrible game where there's missed field goals, missed extra points, a safety, and the Steelers win by one. And I've got the Titans one and a half, and I still win my bet. Could that happen? I just think, yes, it could happen. These two teams are just complete crazy at times. So I'm going to take the points and go against you on that one, I think. Uh, it's a really important game, actually, because if you look at the schedule, 
we said this before, and the Titans should be the one seed. They lost to the Jags, which kind of put them a step back. This is the only game, or one of the only games on the slate now, where you look and say this is a hard, harder game for the Titans. So if they can win this game, then I think the one seed is it's not theirs for the taking, but they are the firm, firm favourites, even if the Patriots win, just because of how hard the, the Patriots' schedule is. Whereas if they lose this, uh, then the Chiefs, according to the better market, would be favourites for the one seed. So yeah, I do think this is a pretty important game. So I'm going to go with the Titans um, and just hope that TJ Watt doesn't absolutely demolish Tannehill about four times in the first half, because that could easily happen. Yeah. Uh, 9pm game then. This is my favourite bet of the day, and uh, probably a bit of AFC Works biased here, but Bengals at Broncos. The Broncos are favoured by three points at home, the traditional three. It was one and a half, so loads of people have bet the Broncos here. Uh, I'll start us off and just going to go into my pick. I have to pick the Bengals plus three. I picked the Chiefs the most because I'm a Chiefs fan and I'm biased. I picked the Vikings the second most. I picked them every week but one. And I picked the Bengals the third most when I looked back. So I'm a Joey Burrow believer and I'm going to believe in them again. Uh, must win game. They could be top of the division. I think they'll be, they will be top of the division if they win this game because of how I expect the other results to go. Uh, I think the offense, if it gets going early, can score enough points. Uh, Joe Mixon can kind of punish the Broncos on the ground because they're not as good at defending the run as they are the pass. And I just think as long as Zach Taylor doesn't kind of bottle it on four downs and he doesn't call two run plays every single uh, set of downs like he did last week, I think the Bengals have got a good chance. I only go Bengals plus three, but I think they could win the game by a touchdown. Yeah, this is another great game where it feels like this is like an elimination game isn't it really yeah it's not just because you've gotten the Bengals but I am going the Broncos because I just like the way that they're kind of running the ball at the moment Javante Williams has finally shot into life hasn't he Melvin Gordon was great last season I don't think we spoke about him all season but he was over 100 yards last week and a couple of touchdowns yeah in my heart, I want the Bengals to win because I feel like the story's better. I like Joe Burrow. I like Chase. You know, I, it would be nice, young, exciting roster rather than kind of no offence to the to the Broncos, but they're not an incredibly exciting team, are they? Do you know what I mean? You kind of if they get into like the seventh seed in the playoffs, you kind of know what you're going to get with like Bridgewater, and I couldn't see Teddy Bridgewater going into Arrowhead. Do you know what I mean? And knocking off Mahomes and the Chiefs. I just can't see it. So I would prefer the Bengals to win this game. But for the purpose of our game, I'm going to go uh, Broncos. Nice. Yeah, I don't mind that. I do think they're going to have success running the ball against the Bengals defence, for sure. Javante uh, Williams was, what was it, the most, forced the most missed tackles in his first year and his last year of college. And now he's also forced the most missed tackles in the NFL and he doesn't even start at running back uh, all the time. That's how good he is. So, yeah, their run game is, is really good. Uh, next game then, Falcons at 49ers. The 49ers are favoured at home by nine and a half. And what is your view on this spread? Because I listened to many analytical-based podcasts. Two of them were just completely shocked this was over seven. And I agree. I could not believe it was nine and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that, to be honest. It feels huge for the Niners to be up this much against, a, uh, what would you call the Falcons, a semi-competent football team? Yeah, I think so. When you've got a quarterback that knows how to read defences and, and kind of call plays and, and being under pressure in the huddle, I think if your quarterback's not some sort of either awful or really young, 
I think that's a lot of points against someone who at least knows. He knows his defense as well, and and the offense for the 49ers. For both of them, spent time at the Falcons. So, yeah, yeah. For for a team that's, I mean, level on kind of record for the seventh seed, I think it's too much. You know, I'm, that's easy for me. I'm going to go Falcons definitely, but it's kind of like discussing who could win the game. Really, this wouldn't shock me if it would have been kind of like four points. Do you know what I mean? And it's more of a yeah, kind of toss up. So this is a, I feel like this is a bigger game for the Falcons than it is the 49ers. The 49ers can lose this game and still probably sit in the sixth seed. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. but, Fal- Falcons lose, you think they're out of it completely? For yeah, just simply because of the number of games left. If you lose this one, you fall to six and eight. It's unlikely. I think with the Eagles and Washington football team playing each other again, you know, a record is guaranteed to improve. So if you lose, then that's obviously, it's not good, is it? You're going to fall just percentage-wise behind. But if they win this, they've got Detroit next week, which <laughs> you would presume... <laughs> the Falcons were going to win that. That seems like a game that the Falcons might not win. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're going to go into the San Francisco and win that, and then my God, you're going to lose to Detroit at home. But wouldn't shock me one bit that. <laughs> no, no, same. But if they can get through those two games, it's looking pretty good. And they're at Buffalo and at home to the Saints to round it out. So overall, I'd say that. I think of the teams that are tied for that record in the NFC, six and seven, Washington, Vikings, Eagles, Falcons and Saints. I'd put the Falcons maybe second bottom of the favourites to make the playoffs. But yeah, I'd like them to cover in this game. I'm definitely taking them. Yeah, same. I just can't look at that spread and be so shocked by it and not take them. I think it's too many points. I could see the 49ers blowing them out. Like, Trust me, when the Falcons lose... They get absolutely hammered, but I just agree with you. There's a chance they could win this by a field goal, or maybe they're up six and 49ers have got the ball with a minute to go to win, and Jimmy G maybe doesn't quite get it done, something like that. Like, I could see that happening, or they're going to get absolutely blown out. That That is the way the Falcons play. So I'm going to go Falcons plus nine and a half and kind of cheer them on. I'm a big fan of uh, Matt Ryan, Carl uh, um, Pitts, and uh, Deion Jones as well. So I'm going to cheer those guys on and take the plus nine and a half. But I do think that um, 49ers. Could probably win, especially if George Kittle is as good as he was as he was last week. Uh, right, on the spreadsheet, I actually missed the game because it's not up on any website. So, Seahawks at Rams. Uh, Rams had a lot of late COVIDs yesterday. I think they had 16 players go on COVID list late last night, English time. So, all the bookies have took it off the board. I have found somewhere in America that's got it, but this was yesterday before that news. So, we're just going to use that spread and it's fair for both of us. So, the spread is Rams minus four and a half. I think when it reopens, it's going to be more like Rams minus two and a half because of how many Cobras they've got, but we'll say it's four and a half for now. Uh, Ramsey's still on the list, obviously. Uh, Von Miller got added to the list. Loads of their corners and secondary got added to the list. Odell still on the list, but uh, he may be able to come off according to a Rams beat writer, but at the moment he's still on it. So yeah, what do you do with this game, mate? Because uh, must win for the Seahawks if they want any chance of a playing game. Uh, must win for, I guess, for the Rams in terms of one seed and divisional hopes if they have it. But COVID's kind of ravaged their team. Yeah, it has. Just having a look now, it seems that Tyler Lockett and Alex Collins are entered 
COVID oh, yeah, true. was as well. I'm going to go the Rams just because I think there should be enough kind of left. If we can do Stafford to Cooper Cup all game, <laughs> I, I would be happy and take that. I don't, I don't like the Seahawks and the way that they've played this season. Huh? We had the two wins in a row. Obviously, they had a great win against the Niners, didn't they, a couple of weeks yeah. ago? Beat the Texans last week, which kind of means less. But no, I'll, I'll stick with the Rams. I think, and I just think that Seattle have got no hope for the playoffs anyway. Yeah, they're going to. Uh, they're down quite a lot of running backs as well for a team that do like to run the ball. Uh, I'm going to take Seahawks plus four and a half, just because it's the plus points. Because I think there's so many COVID issues with the Rams, and also I guess with the Seahawks that the game could be completely nuts. So I'll just take the points. And say, yeah, the Rams could win by a field goal, or the Seahawks could win by a field goal. Like, they could even win by whatever. I think with that many players missing, there's going to be so many backups in the game that the game could be anything. So I'll just take the plus four and a half and, and see what happens. But yeah, I'll probably need Russ and Metcalf to connect. And um, a bit of a shout out, actually. Penny, it was a first round pick or second round pick in the draft. But uh, obviously, Chris Carson, who was a seven round pick, kind of displaced him as the number one running back. Penny's been pretty good the last two weeks. So it's nice to see. Kind of him after getting slated by Seahawks fans for the last couple of seasons for his injuries. I think it's nice to see him come back. So I hope he has another good rush game. And with Collins out, he'll probably win someone a fantasy weekend, I imagine, this weekend. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was a great college running back as well. So you never kind of want to see people be down, do you? But he, he hasn't had the greatest of um, starts, has he? I mean, you, nowadays, I mean, if you, I don't know, he's 2018, but he was a 27th overall pick wasn't he? So it's, he could have picked him up probably at the third round or sometime, but you know, it's good to see him bounce back and have big games, isn't it? Definitely. And as a fan of a team that unfortunately did pick a running back in the first round, those running backs do get a lot of stick, even though it's not actually their fault they got drafted there. Do you know what I mean? They didn't pick where they went, but but it's them that gets the stick, so yeah, that is tough. So let's hope he has a, he has a good weekend. Uh, he's in my fantasy team, but I'm on a bye week this week unfortunately. So uh, annoying. If he gets like 25 points this week, then next week Alex Collins comes back and gets 20. I'll be very annoyed, but we'll see. Uh, last game then. Best game on paper, but unfortunately there is an injury that's going to impact this. So Packers at Ravens. Uh, the spread is Packers minus six on the road, which I know does sound like a lot, but um, they are 12 and two this season against the spread. And they are something like 21 and 24 in their last 24 games covering the spreads. So they do cover the spread a hell of a lot. Uh, Lamar Jackson's still not practicing. They haven't declared him out officially. It is a ankle sprain. Uh, I personally do not think he will play, but they haven't said that. That's And I don't think with the Ravens there's much point either kind of playing close to your chest because Tyler Huntley is basically on their team because he plays just like Lamar but worse. So there's no advantage to having like a different style of quarterback. They're very similar in terms of how much they can rush. And Tyler Huntley doesn't throw the ball down the field that much. And, and Lamar obviously hasn't in the last few weeks either. So... For me, I think if Lamar was playing, I'd still take Packers minus six. I don't trust the offensive line for the Ravens. They don't trust the defense just because they've been killed by injuries. It's not their fault, but they've got the most injuries. Most players on IR. Um, so for me, I'm just going to take Packers minus six. Aaron Rodgers will not test positive for COVID because he doesn't have to test for 90 days with the rules. So he's definitely going to play. So if they've got Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to take six and hope they win by a touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to um, go the same as you take the Packers. Shane Lamar's not playing. Not sure if Rodgers and Lamar played each other before. No, I don't think they have played each other. Similar. He hasn't played Mahomes, Lamar or Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that's a shame that's uh, missing that game. It's a nice kind of set piece, isn't it? Always 
give yeah. some kind of nice commentary for that in the US. But yeah, Ravens, mate, they're kind of slipping, holding on to that fourth seed at the moment. But I feel like this is going to be the weekend that signals the big change, isn't it? Yeah. If one of those, so. if one of the Browns or Bengals, obviously, kind of, we both probably like to see the Bengals win, can make it to seven and six and then be ahead in the division. So if if the Ravens lose and one of the Browns or Bengals win or both win, the Ravens will kind of slip to third in the division. That's because of their divisional record. So it feels like pivotal time because the Ravens have got Bengals, then Boxing Day, then the Rams. And the Steelers, so I mean, it's there's a chance that really that Ravens could be out of the playoffs. Yeah, so Josh, who filled in for you and you uh, couldn't couldn't do the pod a couple of weeks ago, he um, he's doing a kind of playoff prediction, I guess, article for the website, and uh, he has the at the moment he's going to do it week by week, updating with the current results. And the moment by his projections, he does have the Ravens missing out on a tiebreaker. Uh, I think to the Bengals potentially, because obviously the Bengals beat them and they've got a better record in the division, so. Yeah, I do agree with you. There is a chance they could miss out. I think they've got to play Pittsburgh and the Rams after this and uh, the Bengals themselves. So they've got to win their divisional games. So I'd probably rest Lamar for this game in the hope that, right, let's go try and win two or three of the next three. Um, but I know Harbour, if he can play him, he would. If I'm interested, if Lamar was playing, would you still go Packers minus six? Uh, I think so, just because of the, the way that the team as a whole has been trending with yeah. the... Just just with all the injuries, and they've not looked great with Lamar, have they? So I would probably have to go for the Packers still. Yeah, true. Packers have looked very good as well. Uh, let's go to the primetime games then. Sunday Night Football first. We've got Saints at Bucks. Uh, more exciting back in the day when uh, Mr. Breeze or Winston, I guess, was quarterback. But uh, it's going to be Taysom Hill. The Bucks are favoured at home by 10.5 points. Uh, obviously, the Saints do incredibly well against Tom Brady ever since uh, they don't. Well, they do incredibly well against the Bucks, including when Tom Brady's been there. They've really given them troubles on on defense, uh, and I do think that happened to a point. But yeah, I just wish this spread was more like nine and a half. Ten and a half is high, isn't it? It's very high. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know what to go there because you always kind of. At one point, are they going to get blown out by the Bucks because playing them so close? Obviously, well, I mean they beat them twice in the regular season last season, didn't they? And then yeah, and this year as well, kind of by by nine points. But then yeah, and that was the game that um, Trevor Simeon came in and yeah, threw well, three touchdown passes. That feels like a very long time ago now, doesn't it? So, it does. I'm going to go Bucks. I just think that. I'm not sure that Taysom Hill is going to be able to keep up with the point scoring. The Buccaneers are looking pretty ominous. I think said that last week. They're looking rounding out. Maybe there's a chance that they could get the one seed if the Packers slip up somewhere. So no, I'm going to go the Bucks. Yeah, saying I'm going to go the Bucks. They're probably tough. I like the Packers as well, but those two are the clear best two in the NFC for me. And I just yeah, I agree with what you said earlier that. I don't think the Saints can always keep it as close. I think a couple of things will go against them, whether it's a stupid penalty decision or some holding calls or whatever that means that the Bucks can easily win the game. Uh, I do expect it to be close in the first half. I think Payton will have a really good scheme. He'll have a lot of good QB runs with Taysom Hill to get some yards, and I think they'll get some points and, and be able to frustrate the Bucks maybe down in the red zone a bit. But I think as the game goes on, the Bucks will score too many points, and I expect them to win by 13 or 14 points here. 
Um, maybe the Saints will have a chance to cover in the fourth quarter, but I just don't trust Taysom Hill to get it done, I don't think. No, I think whatever happens with the Bucks and the Packers, they're definitely going to be one and two unless there's an absolute shock somewhere down the line. I think that's definitely going to be the worst playoff game of the weekend. I don't see anyone being able to go into either of those places and win it. I think the Vikings, maybe, would go into Green Bay, being a divisional rival, and maybe give a good good performance and a close-ish game. But I think that could be the only one. I certainly wouldn't um, fancy the Eagles. Hey, Mintz, you understand that anything can happen. It'd be like a, <laughs> it'd be like a Hollywood movie, mate. It'd be a Hollywood story, that uh, maybe you could build another statue of a backup quarterback outside the stadium if uh, yeah, if Minshew gets that one done. We'll see. Uh, on to Monday then. Uh, obvious pick coming here with uh, the history of this podcast. But Vikings at Bears. Uh, to do, well, I think they've got two trips left, haven't they, against each other. So Vikings have got to play them twice. Vikings are favoured on the road by five and a half, which is a lot for a team that don't cover the spread very often. But uh, this is a huge game, isn't it? I think we said a number of times that the Vikings have a well, a relatively hard schedule. A couple of games ago, they had one of the hardest left. They've still got a hard schedule, but they have the Bears twice, so they have to beat the Bears both times. So I think this is a must-win game for them. Uh, Kirk Cousins' record in prime time is not great, but they did obviously just get a win against the Steelers, which is nice. Uh, and like I said, the record of the podcast shows I'm going to pick the Vikings, so why not pick the Vikings again? <laughs> Go Vikings minus five and a half. I think Fields could do some damage to this defense, but... I'm going to trust uh, Jefferson and maybe Dalvin Cook if he's back because uh, I don't think Madison is uh, going to be available for this one. So, yeah, I think there'll be enough points there to, to win the game for the Vikes. Nice. I'll just take the Bears just for our game, see if I can catch you one back. But yeah, if the Vikings, right, so they've got the Bears twice and they've got the Rams and the Packers, just trying to really see if, if they go 2-2 two and two and all they do is beat the Bears... And they'll be eight and nine. Would that get them in? Is a tricky question. That yeah, it depends if the Falcons and Eagles win nine games, basically, doesn't it? Ah, I just, I mean, one of those teams has to go three and one, and I just don't feel like any of them can. It's crazy, really. I think a losing record could very well get you in this season. I mean, you look at Washington, obviously the 70 at the moment. Surely they're not going to win this weekend at Philly with all the COVID problems. And they're at Dallas, then at home to the Eagles, and then at the Giants. I see two wins at best there as well. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Maybe the Vikings are going to have to pull off an upset against the Rams or the Packers to make it. But certainly got to beat the Bears. If they don't, that is it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they have to win this game, Ross. I say there's too many games like Falcons versus Lions, and uh, you happen to play the Washington team. They have to play you twice. Like I think there's too many wins there for the teams that are around them that they can get to nine, like eight or nine at a minimum. So I think yeah, there's no way the Vikings get to nine if they lose this game. So I think they have to win, which is never a good place to be for Kirk Cousins on prime time if he has to win. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe uh, the King. Mike Zimmer, aka Top Shagger, can uh, can uh, get a W. We shall see. Uh, cool. That's the end of our preview pod. Then, in terms of differences, we have we do have a lot, which I think is uh, bound to happen with this stage of the season. We have 
seven. That's a lot. That's the most all season. Seven differences. So I've gone uh, Colts minus two and a half. You've gone Pats plus two and a half. I've gone Eagles minus 10. You've gone football team plus 10. I've gone Jets plus 10. You've gone Dolphins minus 10. I've gone Titans plus one and a half. You've gone Steelers minus one and a half. I've gone Bengals plus three. You've gone Broncos minus three. And then the last two, I've gone Seahawks plus four and a half. You've gone Rams minus four and a half. And then I've gone Vikes minus five and a half. You've gone Bears plus five and a half. So yeah, you could get seven games back on me this week, mate. Yeah, definitely. I don't think, but I, I would have gone the Vikings one if we weren't so far apart. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Might as well chance my arm. This is going to be down to a weekend podcast where we preview every game, talk about it intelligently, and you end up having to pick the opposite to me on every game. I could see it happening. <laughs> Absolute week 18 carnage is going to ensue, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, guys, remember to go follow us at go for 2 pod 2 being the number two. Go follow Patrick at, at MuggsNFL. Uh, we'll be back next weekend to talk about all the action from the weekend's game. Enjoy some Saturday and Sunday football. And uh, don't forget to set your fantasy lineups before Saturday because that's going to kill someone. So, yeah, thanks for listening and we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon.